1950 Science Fiction Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6, Comic Review, Kenton of the Star Patrol. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope my show has been interesting to you so far, and you are a returning listener. Today's topic is Kenton of the Star Patrol. I discussed this pre-code comic hero who appeared in Strange World Comics in the early 50s in episode 3, season 1 of the podcast. I will look at some of his stories and review each one. I recently downloaded a compilation of adventures in the Digital Comic Museum. This will be my source material. The Corsairs of the Cold Sack First adventure of Keaton of the Star Patrol appeared in the Avon comic Strange Worlds, published in November of 1950. Keaton of the Star Patrol was the first story of issue number one of Strange Worlds, created and written by John B. Mitchell and drawn by Joe Kubert and, and Carmine Infantano. The protagonist is a space opera type hero in the vein of Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon. The story introduces the reader to Keaton and future, future setting he resides. An introduction, in, an introduction in the lower right of the first panel, I mentioned this in my previous podcast on comics, goes like this. The atomic bombs that fell on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945 were the opening thunders of the atomic era, culminating in the 1962 rocket landing on the moon. In 1977, a man set, for, set foot on Mars. A century later, on Alpha Centauri, the nearest star, by 3750, many star clusters had been explored. Their planetary systems joined the Earth Federation. To police this vast area of billions of miles of empty space, to guard the treasure-laden cargo spacers, the Space Patrol was born. Kitten is at a hotel where he receives his orders to operate undercover against space-faring pirates from the Colsack, region of outer space, hence the name of the story. He explains his assignment to a female employee. Kitten has struck up a relationship with her and feels trust, trustworthy toward her. Kitten believes that his superiors think that he can succeed where others have failed by going undercover. However, the trusted friend brandishes a pistol and demands that Keaton hand over his identification. Keaton refuses her orders and then is shot. But it's not deadly. It only renders him unconscious. Kenton regains consciousness sometime later and reports the incident to his superiors. He is strongly reprimanded and discharged from the Star Patrol. Despite the circumstances, Keaton decides to go with her alone. Kenton steals a rocket ship and heads off to the pirate's homeworld. Once there, he sees someone very familiar to him, the female bellhop who previously shot him with knockout gas. He discovers that she now works as a dancer in a tavern frequented by the pirates. She gives Keaton a note to meet with her after work in the back alley of the establishment. Keaton decides to meet with her. They meet each other they meet each other in the back alleyway, and Keaton expresses how angry he is with her, even though she is grateful for his presence there. 
The young woman introduces herself as Maeve Mallory, a space reporter working for an unnamed newspaper. Yes, they still have newspapers in the future. Mallory explains to Keaton that she was working on finding the location of the Coalsair's home planet for her employer when she attacked him. She used his identification papers to travel to their home world and is now trapped there. She has learned where the pirates keep their force field generator. Maeve takes Keaton to its location and using a ray pistol confiscated from a guard, he starts to destroy everything in sight. But Keaton's use of force is short-lived when more Corsairs storm the room and capture him. They take him prisoner and hold him in a dungeon-like jail. While Keaton awaits execution in the dungeon, the Star Patrol raids the planet and frees Kitten. Kitten managed to sabotage the force field generator long enough to allow the Star Patrol to get through. Later, Kitten is reinstated to the Star to the Patrol and promoted to the rank of captain for his heroic efforts. My thoughts. Keaton with the Star Patrol is a juvenile science fiction adventure series that provides an escapist fantasy for its readers. Contained in the story are the dashing hero and the damsel in distress. It was not uncommon for the time to see this type of formula used in storytelling. The comic is well drawn and inked with good lifelike characters. The comic is an easy read as well. However, the comic is a product of its time and was produced as cheaply as possible. I enjoyed reading the comic and the artwork was excellent. Since it was a pre-code comic, there was more mature content than you would see in the until the adaption of the comic's code. By today's standards, it would be acceptable. Now to the next comic, The Alien Raiders. Keaton's next adventure takes him to the Iranian mines on one of Saturn's moons. Aliens are raiding the moon for its ore and taking humans prisoner. No one knows why, and the Star Patrol wants answers. Keaton receives a request to investigate the raiders by going undercover as a convict laborer. The second story, called The Alien Raiders, was published in issue 3 of Strange Worlds Comic in June of 1951. Wally Wood worked as a principal artist for the Star Patrol segment. The story is set within Earth's solar system on Titan, one of Saturn's moons. An alien spaceship approaches Titan and uses a freeze ray to immobilize the security guards. Once they're out of the way, the aliens, aided by their robots, proceed to take as much ore and prisoners as they want. The raids continue as the Star Patrol desperately defends Saturn's moons, even to the point where patrol ships are destroyed in battle. Keaton's undercover assignment requires him to disguise himself as a convict laborer. He is transported to one of the mines to work like the rest of the prisoners. Keaton remarks how physically fit he is while working under the mine's harsh conditions. The rest of the miners are not so lucky. Even in the future, convicts are subject to severe conditions. Not long after his arrival, 
the raiders attack the mine Keaton is working. He pretends to be unconscious and when taken aboard the raiders' spaceship. Once inside, he sneaks around the ship and discovers more information about the raiders. Keaton learns about the raiders' plans to conquer Earth and its origins. The aliens have a special learning machine that implants knowledge instantly into the brain. After Keaton uses the device, he learns the alien raiders are from another galaxy and are using Pluto as a base. They need to use uranium ore for atomic weapons to use on Earth, thus the need for the raids on Titan. Keaton also discovers another fact. The aliens are silicone-based lifeforms. He is completing his research and an alien guard discovers him and tries to stop him. However, Keaton escapes from the ship and wanders around the city of Pluto where the ship has landed. He manages to find the city's air conditioning system and proceeds to increase the heat. Keaton raises the temperature so high that he almost dies from dehydration. In the aftermath, the inhabitants crystallize and die. Conclusion The second story of the series was well-written and fast-paced. However, the first story, Keaton went undercover. There was no damsel in distress. The artwork was well-drawn for its time. The only thing that troubled me was that he killed all the alien inhabitants in the city. Did Keaton commit genocide? I hope not. This wraps it up for this podcast. I only covered the first two stories of the series. I will cover more in future shows. I hope to return sometime soon with a great topic. Please feel free to give me feedback at any time. Follow me on Twitter at EdwardGerman3 and on Instagram at Shutterbug1681. EdwardGerman3 is spelled at capital E, then lowercase e, I'm sorry, uppercase E, then lowercase D W A R D then uppercase G lowercase E E R M A N three on Twitter. On Instagram I'm simply Shutterbug sixteen eighty one. Thank you for listening.